Welcome to this week's Progress with the Unity podcast. It feels like Christmas Eve as we're going to be looking forward to the big game at the weekend. A little trip to neutral ground, Orich, where we'll play Bolton Wanderers. But all that's coming up later. Who've we got on the show tonight? Well, we've got myself, Barry. We've got Bolton fan Ian, who's based in Moscow. And... We've got the two regulars, Adam and Paul, as well. Good evening, Adam. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Good evening Barry. Yes, it feels like an age since we was last sat in the studio, even though it's only a week because we missed the Sunday edition. Yeah, it's unusual for us to go a week. I mean, particularly last this time last year, we were on the we were pretty much on the Zoom every day, weren't we, <laughs> with updates of what was going on. So, uh, but then again, a week without Adam can't be a bad thing for you two. Towels back. Back in town. Yeah, he came down to the uh, uh, academy today. We was down there playing football this morning and uh, he popped his head in, apparently, and nobody nobody recognised him or, or saw him or switched him on. I was in the shower, having a shower. I'd have recognised him. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm gutted. I'm gutted I was sure doing that reckon- now. Terrace Live competition that's currently being run on our Twitter account. It is a kit-mug combo... And all you need to do to enter is follow Progress with Unity podcast Twitter account, follow Terrace Life, and like and retweet the competition. The closing date and time is midnight on Friday, so we can announce the winners in the build-up to the Bolton game on Saturday. It's a great competition, and I'd like to thank Terrace Life, Com- uh, Terrace Life for getting in touch and providing us with the prize. And it's a collaboration between both ourselves and them. So brilliant. If you're not entered yet, get it entered. I know Paul's been retweeting it. I have. I will retweet it again right now. International week. We've had a break. We've had four players away this time. Last week, we, we were thinking we've got two play, uh, three players away, but Tendai Dariko got the all players to travel to Zimbabwe. Unfortunately, they lost in the World Cup qualifier against Ghana, but he's back. He's back on home soil now. Uh, also, we had Will Keane and James McLean away with the Republic of Ireland, and Jordan Jones with Northern Ireland. Will Keane didn't get to feature. James McLean did it against Azerbaijan, and Jordan Jones made two substitute appearances uh, in Switzerland and Bulgaria, which unfortunately Northern Ireland lost both games. What do you make of it, Adam? McLean, you could thought he would have always played in the quali- in the actual qualifier. He's a regular first choice, and I think he played quite well, set the goal up. Will Keane, I think it's a bit disappointing for me. I think it's uh, he's a very poor manager. You know, he's, he's got an awful record. I don't even know why he's still in a job. Anyone who's not selecting Will Keane uh, when it's his his first ever international, and they've got eleven subs and he's not even on the bench. Hold your head in shame. Kelly. He's called Kelly, isn't he? Unless, of course, he's picked a niggle up, which we hope he hasn't. Well, if he's picked a niggle up, then terrible fitness trainers with the Republic of Ireland. Get get your medical team sorted out. Both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland look like they're not going to qualify. Scotland in second place, and like they've cemented that second place, so they'll be in the playoffs. Got a bit of interest in the Welsh, because I, I like looking out for Keeper more. You know, I, I think... You know, as a former Latics player, and you know he was playing for Wales when he was with us. So, you know, I like I like him to do well. 
yeah, they look like they'll be in a playoff. And yeah, England is just qualifiers are boring, as I've said on many occasions, because England just always get through, unless you've got a Wally with a Broly. We're here for one reason this evening, and that's to talk about Saturday. So we'll get straight in uh, with the Bolton preview, and I'll pass over to Paul. Right, should we start with Ref Watch, and then we'll break down our opinions? So, Ref Watch for the Bolton game. The referee will be the Surrey official, Charles Breakspear, and he will take charge of the game, which will be his fifth Latics game, twice last season. MK Don's away, which was a 2-0 loss, and he gave them a penalty and a 1-1 home draw with Burton. He last refereed a Bolton game in December last year, their League 2 home defeat by three goals to nil against Tranmere. This season, Woking's finest has taken charge of 12 games, issuing 54 yellows, two reds, and awarding two penalties. And that's Charles Breakspear, who will be referee on Saturday. Just a point on Charles Breakspear. He was in charge of our 3-0 victory away at the Valley when we played Charlton, if you remember. Uh, Gavin Massey had a great game that day, so he's, he's got a bit of good history with us as, as well, this guy. I know his sister, Breakspear's sister. <laughs> Couldn't resist that one. Yes, anyway, no, no. Let's, go on to the, let's go with the previous. It certainly builds on what we were talking about last week. We've played them 48 times. Not as many as Berry, but still a significant amount of times. Uh, we, we've won 18 of those. We've lost 17 and we've made 13 draws. However, our last win in Horwich was on the 11th of February, 2012, Barry, do you want to uh, do you want to pick up on that? Because I think that was a special game for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it's what it's my favourite away trip to Bolton Wanderers. That. That's uh, we we organised the walk for Emma Ulin, and uh, we all walked over to from the DW Stadium through to uh, well, I don't know what it was then. Was it the Macron or the Reebok? It was something. The changes. It's named quite regular that place. So we walked it and raised quite a considerable amount of money and all the Latics fans uh, were involved in it. It was an absolutely fantastic, fantastic occasion. The team coach passed us and all the players were clapping us through the window. So it was really nice to see. Gary Caldwell spoke about it at the time and he also spoke about it at the end of the season, reflecting back on the campaign and how we managed to uh, cement our our uh, safety in the, in the Premier League because we stayed up that season. Also, Bolton went down. And uh, if you look back on it, that was the game that sent them down. I know it was, uh, you know, mid-February, but that was the game that sent them down. It was goals from Gary Colwell, and then they equalised, and then James MacArthur bagged the winner in front of the Latics fans. and uh, Everybody went wild, and it was brilliant. And I've actually got Boyce's shirt from that game as well, so signed by the uh, the entire squad. So that's proud of place in in, uh, in my wardrobe. Fantastic memories. What's yeah, your favourite game, Paul? I think the last league game. There's been a number of games where, obviously, we've been on the wrong end of a result or they've been rubbish games. But the last league game, I mean, to see the keeper drop clangers and, you know, let Jacobs play Powell in and goals like that are absolutely meat and drink to the banter merchants, aren't they? All you've got to do is show that goal to a Bolton fan and they start crying. Can't argue with that one. A good player in the ranks that day, though, weren't they? Joe Williams. Yeah, he played well for us, didn't he? He's he did. um, Marvellous player. Not... Adam, what's, uh, have you got a pick? Obviously, we went a long time without, without playing them as... Obviously, Bolton went up to the Premier League and obviously we we started to climb back from 
the the old Division Four, Division Three when we were in it. So I didn't actually ever watch Wigan at Burnham Park. So the first actual victory uh, away from home against Bolton that I saw was actually in 2006 and it was a, a goal by Lee McCulloch quite late on a lovely strike from the outside of the box. What's also interesting that day is the infamous uh, Andy Webster played uh, centre-back for, for, for Wigan, the only Wigan player that has been subject to a court of arbitration for sport. Okay, so as a sports lawyer, uh, that's a kind of an interesting anecdote connected to that game, but it was fantastic behind that goal, right behind McCulloch's shot that went into the corner. But I did enjoy the one that Barry alluded to before as well, but he'd already taken that one. Another good point of that, that uh, walk up to Bolton was the halfway I stop off for the pies, pools his mm. pies, which they calmly donated to all the walkers. It, it just generated such a feeling, didn't it? It gave Emma Ruling some hope. Well, obviously, that came through. Players pulled off a result. And, and I think on the way up, there were conversations and, you know, how can they not pull off a result? I haven't seen rafts and rafts of people. And they weren't just Wigan fans, was there? There was Bolton fans and Blackburn fans and non-football fans getting involved. It was a you know, it was a big occasion and it kind of kick-started the belief off, I think, in some places. And then obviously that cemented itself with that banner and then all the meet and greets and stuff. And it was, you know, coming off the back of real struggles, it turned into uh, some real good times. Yeah, I, th- I think the Believe campaign was the season before, wasn't it? 2010-11. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because it, was it was that away game at Stoke, wasn't it? Yeah. But I, no. I think it, re- it reignited, it definitely reignited a belief. That's the sort of backtracking <laughs> you do, isn't it? No, I mean, it, it, it did, didn't it? It reignited. There was a there was a belief after that game that we, we could do something. And then the meet and greets came off that. And then it just snowballed. I've got the results that followed it up here. There was a 2-0 home win to... Stoke City, which they didn't even have a shot on goal, I don't think. One of those real comfortable 2 nils that could have been 6 or 7. Yeah, 600 people made that journey. It was fantastic looking back on the bridge and seeing the big snake of people walking from the DW2. It was like uh, the gates had opened up full time. It was brilliant. And then up through the town centre and up up through Skulls, past Skulls End on the way up through uh, Welly. A great day. It was a great day. It was bitterly cold as well. It was freezing cold that day. That's one thing I remember. So we've not had a great deal of success in Bolton, have we, Adam? It's been uh, there's been a lot of close games as well. I don't know. Am I right in saying? I mean, this is off the top of my head, but did we only win those two games that we just alluded to in the Premier League? The 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 one 0 and the two one. I don't think we won any others, did we? In the Premier League and in the Championship. We obviously had that 3-1 defeat that ended Rossler. And we had the late equaliser, I think, from Nick Powell and then a missed penalty from Jordi Gomez, I think, in a 1-1 draw. Uh, So our record there really is probably two wins out of maybe 11 and 12 away from home. So not a great record, including a, a a cup defeat when Zach Clough scored, I think. Bolton away is the only game that I've ever left early and we were getting tasted. I think it was Steve Bruce's was it Steve Bruce's first season in charge. There's been two, cool. shockers, two shockers, Barrett. One was uh, we had a 4-0 and a 4-1. The 4-0, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, the one of them was well. It seems to always be freezing cold there. Yeah, you know, you know what it's like. You know, we've got to get. Well, we're going to go on to the preview in a minute, aren't we? Yeah, well, it's not going to be freezing cold on Saturday because we're going to bounce them. It's going to be bouncing in that stand. It's going to be bouncing in that lower tier. That upper tier better behave themselves with me down below in the lower tier. By behave themselves, I mean not not be uh, you know throwing things down on somebody's head because we saw what the behaviour of the Bolton fans were at the DW. I don't want any any signs I'll coming. Be very- I'll be very cross. I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger if anyone throws something at me. So let's let's get some chanting going and, and you know get it buzzing and biting and come on, lass. And you've got your friend has uh, sent us a, a pre-recorded interview in it, I believe, Adam. Yes, yes. Uh, you know the uh, the podcast travels a long way, and we've. Uh, we managed to get someone from Moscow, not Putin. Uh, it's uh, Ian Crompton, former teammate uh, of mine. Hello, Adam, and everybody listening. This is the self-acclaimed Moscow Wanderer coming to you from Russia's capital, where I've been for the last 13 years. So my first Bolton game was back in 1985, and I've followed them ever since, going to many Wigan-Bolton games down the years. And I remember standing on the muddy embankments at Springfield Park. So thanks very much for having me on. Um, so the season so far, uh, from a Bolton's point of view, I'd say we're happy but frustrated. Um, and I mean, what I mean by that is we must have dropped five or six points that I can think of, and that's not being biased. So if you if you add that to our current points tally, that would put us on 23, 24 points. Uh, so that's why I'd say we're frustrated. We've honestly not played anybody that was better than us. Uh, think of Sunderland. We lost at Sunderland. We should have should have drawn that or, or could have possibly won that match. Uh, so yeah, there's been a lot of frustrating matches. And uh, Kieran Lee actually came out after the game on Saturday and said, "We've got to stop saying we played well. We've got to start uh, picking up more points." So yeah, a little bit frustrated, but happy with the style of football that we're playing. Um, you know what we're doing is the centre halves are receiving the ball, playing it out to the attacking fullbacks. Uh, they're linking up with our wingers. Basically causing the opposition trouble. Um, what's good to see there was uh, is a proper style of football uh, because there was no style of football under the previous managers. So Bolton fans are enjoying what they're seeing uh, at the moment, and and that's down to the personnel that they've brought in. Uh, so some very good uh, players have been recruited by um, by Ian Everts and his staff, and I think the two key players for us. Um, Without a doubt, the first one is Dapo Afalayan. Um and without a doubt, he's a Premier League player in the making. He he's come from West Ham. We initially had him on loan, uh, but he agreed to join, and he's obviously agreed to join to play regular football, which is refreshing to see. Um, and he's getting his, his rewards. You know, he's got six goals already. He's twenty four years old, and without a doubt, he'll be he'll be a Premier League player. Hopefully, with Bolton Wanderers, but he's definitely going to go on to uh, play at a higher level than than League Two. Uh, sorry, League One. And I'd say the second um, key player for Bolton is Anthony Sarsovic. Um, yeah, he's our key midfield player. Really, he's our captain, key midfielder. Uh, he makes plenty of runs. Uh, into the box, uh, commits players, and he's always trying to make things happen. Uh, so with him, without him in the team, we seem to struggle for a lot of creativity, and he can get on the ball and um, and make things happen. 
Um, we've also got an ex-Wigan player in our ranks, George Johnston. I think he's an excellent, exceptional talent. Uh, very comfortable on the ball, playing as a left-sided centre-back alongside Santos at the moment. <clears throat> he's got he's got a lot, really. He's got pace, he's got a good left foot, uh, and most importantly, he's not afraid of defending one-on-one, uh, which leaves our attacking players more space. Um, and played for a smaller club like Wigan last season, gave him a taste of what League One is all about, and he's very much up to the task. Again, probably someone who will go on to playing in the Premier League. I've got no doubts about that. Uh, so best and worst Bolton-Wigan matches. So I, I was struggling, really. I mean, we've not had a huge amount of classics, have we, down the years? Uh, I think Bolton haven't had a win now since 2015. But from memory, we always seem to do well at Springfield Park. Uh, so I was thinking of the Tony Kelly goal where he went past half your team and then slotted it in in front of the Bolton fans. But the best game, I'd probably say, was the 3-1... Well, for me, there was the 3-1 home win in the Championship in 2014. I think we had, uh, I think it was Clough, Clough Davis and Max Clayton that uh, we, we seemed to uh, batter you that day. The worst game was probably when you put five passes in 2019. Very dark days for Bolton, so I'm not going to uh, mention anything more there. So, major team news guaranteed that we'll play a 4 2 3 1. Two changes for Bolton Kachunga going out, Lloyd Isgrove in, Kieran Lee out, and Josh Sheehan in. I think if he's brave, he might go for, he might drop Doyle and put Bakayoko in, but I don't think he'll do that. Uh, I think he'll he'll just make the two changes. So match prediction prediction. I think Bolton are going to win this quite comfortably two one. Uh, goals will come from Dapo off line. He's going to cut in on the left, um, put it across your keeper. Everybody knows what he's going to do. But like Mo Salah, stopping him is another thing. And I think the second goal again. I mentioned him earlier. I think I'm going to go for Sarsovic making one of the bursting runs in in the box. Um, so I'm sure we'll have a very good game. Both teams like to attack, but I think the big crowd. Uh, might be too much for you boys, so I'm going for a full, uh, two-one Bolton win. Well, he's uh, he's very confident in uh, in Bolton. He, he thinks that they're the team of the season, uh, but I think his predictions are about as solid as his hamstrings were when he used to play football. He was always one of those who was off after five minutes with a dodgy hamstring, and I think he's uh, giving us a dodgy preview there. Uh, very detailed. But I would say slightly biased, maybe. I don't know what, what everybody else thinks. Yeah, well, I'd expect it to be biased coming from a, a Bolt Wonders supporter. But it's that it's that uh, it's not optimism that that they all seem to have. It's it's delusional arrogance, and yeah, uh, there's a lot of that swimming about. And that's I think it's stemming down from from uh, that gobshite of a manager. Worst Premier League defender ever. He managed to slip in that we were a little club a couple of times, didn't he? A bit out of order. No point us turning up. They're so good. We're so inferior. Well, the bookies don't quite see it that way, do they? So I've had a, a little look at the odds. It's very close, actually. They're not too sure which way the game's going to go. Bolton, despite having home advantage, are eight to five, and the Latics are nine to five. And you can't beat a bit of Dolly Parton, so. Nine to five is a good bet to go for. So I'm going to go for uh, Wigan Athletic win nine to five, and I'm going to go for a two nil win, which is fourteen to one. Bolton two nil is thirteen to one. A nil nil draw is eleven to one. If you, so is that your prediction, Barry? Then the serious prediction is yeah yeah we're going to we're going to win two nil. Are you going to a prediction, Paul? As, as he as Ian Everett said, they can score. 
six anytime they want. We put five past them last time. So I'll rein that back in a little bit and I'll go with us just winning three two this time. I like those odds nine to five and I know that they're gonna give James McLean a lot of stick. At nine to five, that's that's my bet because I think James uh, McLean is going to run through them like the parton of the Red Sea and score one. And I also think that Charlie White is going to score one. And we're going to get a very rare win in Horwich, a 2-0 win. I think it's quite quite nice of them, actually, to play it in Horwich with it being a neutral ground. You know, you'd have thought they'd have played it in Bolton, really, wouldn't you, being Bolton Wanderers. But they're doing, they're doing a Grimsby. And Grimsby don't play in Grimsby. They're playing Cleethorpes and... And Bolton are not playing in Bolton, they're playing in Norwich. So it's very nice to get a little bit serious. It, if if it weren't for the fact we were playing Bolton Wanderers, uh, I might be slightly concerned, uh, but I, I'm not because it is Bolton. They're full of you know delusions of grandeur. And got, I hope they're going to get, well, I don't hope, I know they're going to get you know uh, a rude awakening on Saturday. I can't wait to go. I've actually booked on the supporters club Buzz as well, so I'm looking forward to that. A trip, a trip with the lads and lasses from the supporters club. Five quid, can't beat it. Can't beat it. Five quid. So anyway, we'll be back on Sunday uh, with a bolt reaction. A look ahead to Tuesday night, as I said. MK Dons are in town. Don't forget to do the competition, which uh, the time is running out quickly for that. So nip onto our Twitter feed, Progress with the podcast, and uh, I believe Paul's retweeted it for us. I have. We're all buzzing for Saturday, so let's hope we're still buzzing Sunday. And uh, we, we've reclaimed our place back at the top of the table because we've been knocked off it temporarily by those those pirates down in Plymouth and the choir boys down in Wickham. So uh, let's sit, let us get that that top spot back. So we'll see you all up there and up the ticks. Ticks. Six.